Hey, 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 what's going on? This is your humble correspondent, John Ross. Marcus Cox coming back at you with the Way Too Much JRMC podcast. Hope everybody's doing great today. Man, I, think, I feel like I got a doozy, one, doozy for y'all right here. Um, so hopefully y'all give me to the very end of it. Uh, you know, put it all together and um, let me know your uh, responses. But I've been, I was kind of having this feeling along like, you know, last several you know four or six months something like that and i know y'all heard me do other shows on this about how this is like it just really gets in my crawl whenever like people throw around like the race the racism word and the um homophobic word and you know like recently it's been this anti-semitic um term that they've been it's been getting ascribed to basically Anyone who isn't just buying into the Democrat narrative that everybody hates everybody and there's not some substance to what people have been saying. If you're against the war in Ukraine, anti-Semitic. If you're against the war in Ukraine, you're racist. If you don't want kids having genital mutilation services, uh, 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 surgeries, you're racist and you're homophobic and you are anti-Semitic somehow. Who knows? How the how the how I mean two and two equals bread I guess you know like that's that's all I can figure out here but some stuff has came to light here in the, over the last couple of days and so primarily that the Anti Defamation League that is supposed to be a nonprofit that is focused on I guess just going after anti-Semitism in, the, in, in this country, maybe, you know, maybe worldwide. But really what we're coming to find out is that a lot of these nonprofit organizations, the ADL, the ACLU, the, I believe it's the AFL-CIO or something like that, like BLM, They've they've just been money rackets, and they've been the bullies, the political and commercial bullies out in the marketing consumerism atmosphere. Basically, the ADL would be going to companies and saying, uh, "You, if you want." If you don't want some kind of national boycott going on, you better not uh, use spit, put any of your marketing dollars towards this company. If you don't want to get labeled and put on the Southern Poverty Law Center's uh, hateful organizations list, you better not advertise with the, the Daily Wire or Tim Castile or Joe Rogan or whatever it may be. But people are starting to see the writing on the wall and they're calling bullshit on this stuff. But but worse but even worse than that, what these what these people and these organizations that lead them I'm sorry, what these organizations and the people that lead them are doing is they are desensitizing the entire American citizenry to words that should matter and should cause 
some sort of a pause whenever they're thrown around. If somebody calls someone racist, it should mean something. It should make you pause and think and like, okay, what am I missing something on this on this guy that I, I thought I liked this person, but if he's if he's racist, you know, like. But instead, what they're doing is they're flipping the script to make it to where nobody gives a shit about these words. So here is the ADLs leader. I think his name's Greenblatt. So this is what it says, what he's talking about on Squawk Box. It says, ADL CEO responds to legal threats from Elon Musk. Let's see what, see what this is all about. Brands are big boys and girls. They will make their own decisions. I mean, let's be clear here. Like, this is the wealthiest man in the world running one of the most powerful media platforms on the planet. We're a nonprofit here in New York. So I think figuring out like who has the power in this relationship, it's pretty clear to me. Fundamentally believe that Elon Musk is anti-Semitic? I have never said Elon Musk is anti-Semitic. I've been on this show and said that I didn't think he was anti-Semitic. And I don't think Twitter as a platform is anti-Semitic. And as we've said here, hate speech is the price of free speech. But let's acknowledge that when Elon Musk and the platform bring people, hardened anti-Semites, back on, when they validate their rantings, when they algorithmically amplify them and allow it to spread. How out there are you, publicly and behind the scenes, talking to advertisers and telling them, do not advertise on this platform? Are you doing that? We are not out there, publicly or privately, talking to advertisers. Frankly, it's true, we did call for a pause back in November right. after the acquisition. And then since then, since that initial statement, what we are doing is engaging with the management of the company, trying to help them make it better. A uh, question, because sure. I know this has been a critique of, 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 of your organization and, is, and of many. Were you seeking to have some kind of either role at Twitter or any kind of uh, donations made or other things? No. I only say that because there have been folks who've looked at these situations and felt that they were being sh you know, shaken down. Look, I think, let, let, let me be honest about that, right? I think it is sort of anti-Semitic trope to suggest when Jewish people express uh, a degree of outrage over anti-Semitism, that somehow that's a shakedown because Jews are greedy. That sounds and I, to me... I'm, and I, and look, I'm not I'm saying Jewish, so you I'm not, believe I'm not even that. trying to. I, I'm just saying that, that is the... Occasionally look, you hear the critique uh, among uh, not-for-profits in certain cases that are involved in certain causes that talk to companies, and they, you, you hear it from, from, from you know, leaders who say, I feel like I'm... I hear that. So what we've tried to do over the years with Twitter, right. with YouTube, with Facebook and all of its platforms, with Reddit, with Discord, right. I could go on and on, is to work right. with them to make those platforms I'm just trying better. To okay, so there you go. That was... <clears throat> Again, that was the head of the Anti-Defamation League, their CEO responding to legal threats from Elon Musk and Musk saying that since the ADL called for this you know boycott or, or basically since Elon Musk took over as the CEO and sole owner of Twitter their marketing dollars are down 60% all after this email like all this stuff like all these talks behind the scenes from ADL went went down, basically alerting everyone to these the 
anti-Semitic nature of Elon Musk and all these people he's bringing back onto the platform. He says that hate speech is the hate speech is the cost of free speech, but then he literally says that they don't like how they're letting anti-Semites back on the back on the platform. Okay, but you're saying you don't want them banned, but you're saying that they should ban them. So, for me, this is just the tip of the iceberg. This is just showing you that what the head of the snake is saying. Okay, because at the end of the day, we all want to assume that like anti-Semitism is anti-Semitism. And if anti-Semitism that this homeboy here was talking about was actually anti-Semitism, I'd be fully on board with it, with much of what he's saying. But what we found out over these past couple of years is that whenever someone says racism, they very rarely mean that person doesn't like another person solely because of their race or primarily because of their race or even slight majority reasons because of their race. When someone says that someone's homophobic, very rarely are they actually meaning that, that person is disagreeing with another person because they're gay. When they say it's the same thing, when somebody says they're, that someone's anti-Semitic, very rarely are they actually saying that someone has a problem with Jewish people. And so... I used to feel bad and used to try to dance around this topic. But I'm just tired of it. I got four beautiful children, beautiful wife, lovely, lovely life. I'm not worried about losing the things that are most precious to me because they know I'm about it. They know I'm a good person. They trust me. You know, we're in the trenches together. So I'm not going to, I just can't sit back anymore while people while people militarize language for their own benefit when it's to the detriment of society as a whole. So I'm going to show you a couple other uh, tweets here. So this is here's, you'll see my friend of mine, Josh Calloway, had responded to Ben Shapiro's tweet. says, uh, Elon Musk is now at war with the Anti-Defamation League, a progressive interest group that proclaims it is speaking in the name of Jewish causes. And like a lot of these progressive interest groups, they are interested in removing advertising revenue from sources where they, and then hit to read the rest. This also brings the brings to mind media matters. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go into that one in this, in this video. You got to go, let's go Google them for 30 seconds. Representative Callaway goes on to say, the truth is the greatest threat to their power. And isn't that, isn't that true in so many aspects of life nowadays? When you, call, when you go out here and you call a pedophile a pedophile, which is the truth, you are told you are homophobic. When you didn't know that, hom that homosexuality had anything to do with a grown-ass dude wanting to have sex with a little-ass dude that's nine years old. When you go out here and you try to expose the fact that 
you don't want all kinds of money getting spent over in wars that have nothing to do with America. You're told you're anti. You're said you're, it's said that you're anti-Semitic. When you question the logic behind affirmative action and literally admitting certain people into colleges based on their race and not admitting other applicants based on their race. When you push back on that, you're called a racist. And here's the truth. The power these words have and these organizations have, the greatest threat to it is us as individuals exposing the truth. So, Representative Josh Callaway is exactly correct on this. Okay, then, you know, like said, we're talking about, a this is a national issue, people talking about anti-Semitism, you know, but you hear a lot about anti-Semitic hate, you hear a lot about LGBTQ hate, race hate, all this stuff, okay, specifically when it comes to the anti-Semitic hate, and the, so I, I did a show last year on this anti-LGBTQ hate that was supposedly taking root in the state of Kentucky, and on the front page of the Courier Journal, it had this LGBTQ hate on the rise. In the article, it stated there have been no actual physical outburst of violence towards any individual. And that they were specifically referencing the FBI saying that there's an, this growing threat. But again, they specifically said there hadn't been any physical outburst or any kind of physical violence directed towards an individual. I'm seeing the same thing with the anti-Semitism. And so I, I'm, if you can see over here at, at one of my, another tweet I've got pinned. And so this was shared by a state representative friend of mine, Jason Nemus, Republican. He says, with anti-Semitism on the rise, I thought I'd share an insightful cartoon and an informative column penned by Matt Golden. Matt outlines a number of recent events we should be aware of. We can and must demand better of ourselves and each other. Then a Democrat state representative, Representative Daniel Grossberg, says, thanks for sharing and thanks to Matt for pinning this. Several of these incidents are about me, but the most dangerous ones are not. They are all real, and this is only a small sample. We are not crying wolf. Okay, we are not crying wolf. We're going to go read an article right now from, this is Lex 18, at the, the news station in Lexington, Kentucky. The title is Lexington Man Arrested for Alleged, for alleged Threats Toward Local Rabbi Religious Institutions. So again, Arrested. Lexington man has been arrested after alleged, allegedly making threats to a local religious leader and to the Shabbat Jewish Student Center, which is located just off the University of Kentucky campus. Police say on Thursday, August 10th, a local rabbi contacted detectives from the personal crime section regarding harassing communications they had received on, over several days. The messages contained hate speech 
and threats focused on the Jewish faith. Threats focused on the Jewish faith. What the hell does that even mean? Okay, like, you can't, I mean, is it an actionable thing if you're saying you're going to go out and wipe off all the Christians off the planet? That's a threat against the Christian faith. But, like, is that actionable from, like, a arrest standpoint? Is it possible for an individual to erase all the Christians off the face of the planet? It was horrifying, said Shabbat of the Bluegrass Rabbi Shlomo Litvin, who identified himself to Lex 18 as the person who received the messages. I think it's a startling picture into what's considered acceptable today. Listen, now listen to what I'm about to say. This is what I'm talking about. This is how you know to call bullshit. This is how you know. The ideas expressed there were homophobic, racist, and of course, anti-Semitic. There you have it. Their claim, the claims, and what was supposedly said couldn't stand, they can't stand on the merits. So they got to throw out the smorgasbord of accusations in order to get, garner as much public support as possible to what I'm sure will end up resulting in either an acquittal or, or a plea deal where they'll, they'll like bully this guy into taking some kind of plea bargain because and saying like, hey, we get the, we get the blank checkbook of the state and federal government here to prosecute you. You either take this six months house arrest or we're going at you for life. <clears throat> Detectives were able to identify and locate the suspect, 58-year-old Sin. Send Lil Nathan. He is charged with terroristic threatening, second degree, and is being held at the Fayette County Detention Center. Litvin is used to is used to receiving anti-Semitic threats, but nothing like he's received over the past few weeks. He said these threats were unique for two reasons. Said Rabbi Litvin. Number one was the frequency of the messages. First, once every 24 hours, and then several times over a 24-hour period. And secondly, the wording that was included. Words like exterminate, goose stepping into the gas chambers. Mapping Shabbat, bombing Shabbat, these were words that certainly raised the alarm of our security team and made us reach out to law enforcement. So again, like, the B-O-M-B-I-N-G word obviously has no place in any kind of, like, altercation. I, I, I'll teach my kids not to even use it in a joking fashion. It just seems to be a word that's taken out of their vocabulary. But again, like, the word exterminate are we, I mean, is that really something we're able to lock, pe like lock, people, lock people up for, saying, I'm going to exterminate the entire race of people? Does that make them an absolutely, like, terrible human being? Absolutely. Makes them a piece of shit if they really want to exterminate the entire race of people. But if hate speech is the cost of free speech, then hateful, stupid-ass speech, like saying, I'm going to exterminate the entire race of people, even according to the ADL's CEO, is, a, is the cost of having free speech. Those references to the Holocaust, the mentions of gas chambers and exterminations in particular, conjure up imagery that can feel, feel, for many Jews like a dagger in the heart. 
The Holocaust, where 6 million Jews died, remains a recent memory for Jews, Lippmann said. Again, I don't give a shit about how you feel. And you, don't, you shouldn't care about how I feel. Are you doing something to hurt me or not? Are you taking my shit or not? It strikes a definite call that, are, that you are not safe, that you cannot rely on the society around you, and you cannot rely on the promise of America against this threat of anti-Semitism. What's that even mean? According to the Anti-Defamation League, anti-Semitic incidents hit their highest level ever last year in the U.S., increasing by 36%. Okay, but how are they defining them? How are they tracking them? It's just like the mass shooting stuff. Like, they literally lump in a gangbang drive-by with, with the incidences where an, indiv an individual goes in and shoots up a school. So the, the numbers aren't, they're not, they're not even relevant to one another. Many of the threats to Litvin Shabbat included the college, el college el element with messages mentioning the University of Kentucky, Litvin said. Despite the threats, Litvin makes clear that Lexington is still a safe city for members of the Jewish faith. The Lexington community, when they see hatred, steps up, we speak out and we condemn and address it. And Lexington Police Department has done that said Rabbi Litvin, it's a fulfillment of that biblical command to appoint just policemen and just judges to establish the law of the land. And it helps me feel secure even as threats are made. Okay, I thought, what about separation of church and state? Are, you, are, they, are they saying they're specifically trying to go out and appoint, appoint Jewish police officers? Uh, I can, you know, I don't, I don't know. What, I mean, what are they expecting from the police? I mean, like, a crime is a crime is a crime. There's no crime. I don't see how a crime can be a crime against a, someone who's Jewish, but not a crime against someone who's Christian or that's atheist. If you stab a son bitch, you stabbed him. I don't give a damn what your religion is. It seems to me like the only people being tolerant Or nowadays, a lot of times, people are Christians. And so they're getting walked all over. I know a female in the state legislature who sat there and let me listen to voicemails. from, And many of them from the same man. Calling her bitch, slut, whore, wishing that her children would die. Wishing they would die in car wrecks or die in mysterious accidents. That were, I, I heard the voicemail. Wish that she would be raped. Now again, how's that? If this, if this is terroristic threatening, if this is chargeable and jailable, threatening to exterminate an entire race of hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people, that is impossible for a human being to, to accomplish on their own. How on God's green earth is it not terroristic threatening to wish an individual female legislator 
would be raped. When you are a male that's obviously unhinged and totally immature and out of your mind, that's fully capable of performing that act, how is that not terroristic threatening? You know why it's not? It's not because there's no buzzwords to throw in there. White females wishing rape on them, there's no anti-Semitism, there's no racism, and there's no homophobia in there. So it's okay. That's, that's, that's basically, if we're calling a spade a spade, that's, what, that's what's going on. Arthur goes on to say, often anti-Semitic threats go unsolved or ignored by officials, he said, adding he's grateful that didn't happen here. Litvin said the response needs to be twofold. Ordinary people need to speak up and say that hate is not acceptable. I agree with that. It's called community policing. And, and Jewish community members need to make it clear they are not intimidated and that they are not going anywhere. Agreed. Livin said that the next day he'll announce their intention to move to a permanent location in Lexington and it'll allow them to increase security measures. A 24-7 Jewish center serving the students and the surrounding community, Litvin said it's Shabbat's way of saying we are not intimidated. The calls for our extermin extermination will not have their desired effect and we're going to be here and we're not going, and we're going to grow. Litvin was in contact with the FBI about the threats. He said, we are just learning of these allegations. No one should be subject to threats, discrimination, or intimidation. The University of Kentucky said in a statement, as the Shabbat Center is not affiliated with the institution and is located off campus, our understanding is that Lexington police are investigating. UK says there is, there is a Shabbat student organization with student leaders, and the university is reaching out to those members to provide support. I'm going back to, you can see, the, you can see this here from Representative Daniel Grossberg again. Thanks for sharing, and thanks to Matt for pinning this. Several of these incidents are about me but the most dangerous ones are not. They are all real, and this is only a small sample. We are not crying wolf. It's hard for me to believe you're not crying wolf and not like setting the tone for some kind of future wolf crying whenever it's supposed to be anti-Semitism taking place. But in the first two paragraphs of the article, it says the ideas expressed there were homophobic, racist, and of course anti-Semitic. The dude literally used homophobic and racist first because he knows he knows that those two things are have been less like have been less desensitized over the years. All right, now now I'm about to get into the real truth telling right now. Real truth. I want everybody to hear this. Because I really do feel like I speak for the vast majority of working class, poor, African-Americans, white Americans, Hispanic Americans, when I say what I'm about to say. In 2023, all this anti-Semitism that's supposedly going around, I don't know what you're talking about. Who gives a shit about people putting around a KKK brochure? Who cares? Look at me. Long hair, beard. I sound like an idiot when I talk. If somebody's in a KKK, they are dumbasses. Nobody cares about them. Let them hand out their stupid brochures. 
Who cares? They're stupid. That's why they're in the shadows. Because nobody takes them, like nobody, nobody wants to hear any of that mess. And yes, before you start saying, I don't, I've never had any experience with them. When I was younger, 20 years ago, they were still somewhat relevant. And I remember hiding in my, one of my black buddies' house, like apartments growing up while there was a little KK rally going on in our, in our little bitty small town. And I was just as scared as they were. But, no, I, I don't want to say that. I don't know that I was as scared as they were. But I did recognize in the moment that just my being there at, the black, at my black friend's house meant that in their eyes I was probably going to be viewed at just as bad as they looked at a black person in general. Okay, but the KKK is that's out there. I don't think anybody's thinking of it from an anti-Semitic viewpoint anyway. They're thinking about it from a racist standpoint. And I would take that claim much more serious because racism is an actual, it's still an issue here in this country. There is systemic racism, whether or not a lot of people, why people want to admit it or not. I don't, I'm not saying it's the most, re- most prevalent thing on the planet today, but it is still there. I've witnessed it with African-American friends of mine and non-friends of mine. But to hear all this anti-Semitism speak, you would think that there was this people, like all this Jew hate floating around. I'm 37 years old. I've never once... Given, other than, other than studying World War II, have I thought one second, one single solitary second about the Jewish faith, about pr- people that practice Judaism? I have no idea what they're doing. I want them to be able to do it. I don't care that they're doing it. I don't think about them. I could count on one hand how many times I've interacted with a Jewish person knowingly in my entire life. And the first time I ever met a Jew, the first time, was when I went to Kentucky, University of Kentucky, coming out of East, coming out of East Kentucky. And you know what the first thing that, Jew, that the, the Jewish person said to me? He looked at me and said, Do you have sex with your cousin? The Jewish person that I'm supposed to hate, supposedly because I'm a redneck, the first thing they said to me was an accusation that I was inbred and participated in incest because I was from Appalachia. So kiss my ass. There are bigger problems in this country. I can tell you the sentiment is the same in the African American community, Hispanic community. Working class white communities, Appalachian communities, nobody's thinking about Jews. Nobody hates them. Nobody loves them. Nobody dislikes them. Nobody, it, I mean, it's, it's apathetic. It is what it is. It's, nobody, it's like, okay, it's not part of our daily lives. Jesus was a Jew. That's about, it. That's about what I know. 
Listen, maybe I'm an asshole. Maybe what I'm saying is anti-Semitic. I don't know. But I find it hard to believe it's anti-Semitic for me to say, I base zero decisions, zero, on any thoughts of Judaism. Because if I made decisions because in favor of something because of Judaism and against someone who was Islamic, that's racism. It's prejudice. If I make a decision to the contrary of something because that person was Jewish, that would be anti-Semitic. I have literally never done that, and I've never, it's never even crossed my mind to do it. And I don't think it has for, the, for tens of millions of the majority of millions of Americans in this country. That's just my take. So I'm just tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of this inflammatory language and talking about anti-Semitism like we are living in damn pre-World War II Germany. It is horseshit. It is not happening. Go into the West End of Louisville in the bike community. You may hear some Jew, you may hear some Jew jokes, some Jew, Jewish references. Even those jokes and those references aren't connected to the Jewish faith. It's just they're just making a joke. They literally have never given the Jewish faith one thought in their in their time on this on this earth, not one. Go to Appalachia, same thing. Not one thought. Not one millisecond of a thought that they've had in their entire life has been focused either for or against the Jewish faith. Not one. Most of them probably don't even know they've ever met a Jew. So let's stop inflaming things and acting like this is some underbrewing, like, catastrophe, calamity coming. It's not. We have real issues in the United States. I feel totally confident in saying this is not one of them. Tell me I'm wrong. Thanks for watching. This is Way Too Much JMC. Have a great rest of your day.